Hello friends, welcome into the Cowboys Report presented by BetDSI, the internet's number one sportsbook. I am your host Tom Downey and it's mail time today. Let's get into my Cowboys mailbag. All the questions coming in from our YouTube subscribers from the Cowboys Report channel. First up from Moses Campos, if Jeffrey Simmons falls into the late second round, should the Cowboys take a mic? We did have several Jeffrey Simmons questions, so we lead things off on that end. Simmons, for me, is a top 10 on-field-only talent in this year's NFL draft class. But so for a torn ACL in his, in his lead-up to the NFL draft not that long ago, and to have an off-the-field incident, which is going to be a red flag for several NFL teams. I like the talent of Simmons. If he's there at 58, you strongly consider him. The biggest pause for me in terms of the on-field stuff, you have no first-round pick. Can you take another redshirt? That's been the Cowboys' M.O. in years past. Sean Lee had injury problems. Randy Gregory had off-the-field concerns. Jalen Smith, of course, big questions about his knee. Would he ever even play again? Of course, that worked out wonderfully. So I consider it, but I do worry about, in reality, not having a first or a second-round pick. Of course, you'll pay off the dividends. Paid off this year with Amari Cooper. Would pay off in 2020, in theory, with Jeffrey Simmons. Now, we are on the verge of hitting 15K subscribers here on the Cowboys Report, and we're still accepting ideas as for what you guys want me to do to celebrate hitting 15K. Keep it within reason. Some of you have said dye my hair. That's on the option as well. Some said grow out a beard. I threw out shaving it. Producer Harris says do some whippets on air, which I don't know if the bosses will sign off on, but it'd certainly be funny. Let me know in the comments section. Feel free to DM me on Twitter at WhatGoingDowney as well. Next up from Joshua Football. Let's say that Lil Jordan Humphrey, Andy Isabella, and Simmons are all available at number 58 overall. Who is your selection? For starters, I do like all three guys. I think I'm a little bit lower than some of you are on, on Humphrey, but a little bit higher than I think the NFL is on Lil Jordan. I'm a big fan of Andy Isabella. He's actually my number one option here. Then it's Jeffrey Simmons. Then it's Lil Jordan Humphrey. And again, I like all three guys. Isabella is a burner. I think he's faster and a better route runner than Lil Jordan. Both those guys can help on returns. I, in the end, I like that fit there for the Dallas Cowboys to pick either Andy Isabella, Jeffrey Simmons, and I think Lil Jordan might be more of a round three option for the Cowboys. I don't think necessarily he's going to be a pick at number 58. But let me know what you guys think. If you want Humphrey, type H. If you want Isabella, type I. If you want Simmons, type S. A similar question here from Gabrielle Paulin. If the Cowboys go the Alabama route at number 58, he assumes that Irv Smith and Deontay Thompson are there. I don't know if they're actually going to be. In fact, I would wager that they aren't on the board. But if they are, who do you pick and who do you think would be the better, the best prospect out of all three? Here's how I rank those Bama guys. It actually ends up being kind of similar for me. Give me Deontay Thompson. I like Irv Smith quite a bit, but Thompson, inconsistent, yes, has the traits of being a single high free safety. It is tough to find those guys in the NFL. Then it's Irv Smith, who I think is more likely to be there than Deontay Thompson, but both kind of feel like stretches right now. I am curious how both guys actually measure in at the NFL Combine. Isaiah Bugs, kind of more of an, a non-round two selection, at least for me. But again, not all about me. So which one do you guys want? Type T for Thompson, S for Smith, and B for Bugs. You get all three guys on the board from Alabama. Who are you picking if you're the Dallas Cowboys? Let me know what you guys think in the comment section. From night 8907, should the Cowboys trade for Duke Johnson? Hashtag fourth round pick, hashtag Romo for OC, hashtag Trigger Tom. I'm not going to lie, I put this in here because you mentioned Trigger Tom and I laughed when I saw it. I thought it was pretty funny. As for Duke Johnson himself, 
I am on board with it. The Cowboys were high on Duke coming out, so was I. He is the exact type of back the Cowboys need. A versatile pass catcher out of the backfield who, frankly, could play plenty of slot receiver if needed. Now, the money is a bit of a factor there, about $5 million. And yes, the Browns did sign Kareem Hunt, but Hunt is also facing a suspension. That's kind of why I love. I would love to have it happen, but I don't think the, Cow the Browns would actually trade away Duke Johnson right now. Sign me up. He, I think I would almost play him as a slot receiver. Like, that's what he says he wants to be. I'm down with that. He can be your back, too. He can kind of be maybe a better version of Tavon Austin in the way that the Rams used him previously. That's at least how I would consider using Duke Johnson. So you can fill a couple different types of needs there if you were to trade for him. But again, I don't think the Browns actually will. From KW with a question I really, really like, by the way. Good one. When it comes to offensive schemes, who does Kellen Moore draw influence from? Well, obviously, Scalinahan is a big one there. And again, that's not the end of the world. Linehan, by the way, once mentored Urban Meyer. So it's not like Linehan's a bad offensive mind. He just didn't grow and develop with the times. Jason Garrett, of course, has influenced him. Then some other guys. Chris Peterson, who Kellen Moore played under under Boise State, who, of course, is now the Huskies head coach, a good offensive mind. So, too, is Brian Harson, who is now the Boise State head coach. And you can throw in Jim Caldwell as well. A guy like Brian Pease, who also was the OC at Boise State for, for Kellen Moore. He's kind of, I think, a lesser option there. But Moore is a very smart offensive mind. He's been drawing up plays for fun since he was in college and probably in high school as well. So let's give him a chance and see how he develops there. But those are some of the influences I think you'll see. And all good coaches, by the way, pull from other teams and other concepts. Maybe you can even see some Rams and Saints type stuff because Moore has access to those guys' films and playbooks, or at least the types of playbooks he can draw up on his own as well. Now, today's show is brought to you by BetDSI, the Internet's number one sportsbook. Head over to chatsports.com slash bet and use promo code COWBOYS120 for that sweet, sweet 120% deposit bonus. You put down 50 bucks, and they're going to give you 60 for free. Put down 100, that bonus becomes, no surprise there, 120%. So get some picks wrong, you're fine. Go bet on the AAF. I did an AAF parlay this weekend, and I nailed it because the AAF is fun to bet on. Chatsports.com slash bet. Promo code COWBOYS120. Mike Remenser, what are the chances that we give Dak a two- to three-year deal to buy time to find a better replacement in the draft? If we give him a five-year deal and he regresses or we don't succeed, then we wasted lots of young talent. So I understand the fears here about giving Dak a five-year deal. I understand it. It's reasonable to fear a potential Dak Prescott regression. Of course, I don't think Dak would take a two- to three-year deal right now. So what you likely end up doing is you don't extend Dak Prescott and you use the franchise tag, so you treat him in the end like Kirk Cousins. The bigger problem is that you, you usually need an early first-round pick to actually find your quarterback. To find a Dak Prescott in round four, that's super lucky. That typically doesn't happen. And the Cowboys, they're too good right now to get a top-five pick. Now, if Dak gets hurt, that's, I think, how you end up in that, in that scenario. But the Cowboys, as constructed, I think at worst, they're a 7-9 team. That's going to put you like the Redskins are right now. So if Dak stays steady or improves, you only end up losing more money. You cost yourself money. It is cheaper right now to extend Dak Prescott than it is to wait two years and try and get him then. The cap will go up. The quarterback salaries are only going to go up as well. So that's why it makes some sense to extend Dak Prescott right now and maybe not try to wait as long as possible 
That's, of course, if you believe in Dak Prescott. El Guapo, what is the situation with David Irving? Could we possibly sign him on a cheap deal if all goes well in his personal life? I think in reality, David Irving's time with the Dallas Cowboys is done. He played in two games this year, played the snap count of one full game. He's very talented. We all know that. That's why we would even mention the idea of a cheap deal. But he's hardly played. He missed all kinds of meetings and rehab and drug tests. He's got plenty of talent, but he's wasted it so far. I know that Irving's had a lot going on in his personal life. I get that. I feel bad for him as a person. But other players deal with it too. And they managed to show up to work. David Irving didn't show up to work for the Cowboys. So in the end, as talented as he is, I'm done. It's no longer worth the effort. It's no longer worth the hassle. Invest your time and your money and your roster spot in a different young defensive tackle. Yeah, not the upside of David Irving, but I'd rather have 16 games from a third-round pick than two from David Irving. So let me know what you guys think. Type R for resign or type D for dump. Do it like 93 says, well, LVE have a down year after a great rookie campaign. I'm always glad when I see questions about possible regression because I think in general it's too often thought that improvement is linear. It only goes up, which isn't how the NFL works. But as for Van Der Esch, I'm not overly concerned because Van Der Esch was a player that I thought these numbers were going to come in year three. I didn't think it was going to be in year one. I thought he was still a little bit raw on the processing side, still a little bit underdeveloped overall as a player, as a linebacker. I was wrong, and I'm glad to be wrong about all prospects, especially ones that play for the Dallas Cowboys. This when I'm wrong that they're going to take longer to develop. 140 tackles, two tackles for loss, good in coverage. So, yeah, maybe it's not as many tackles. Maybe he has, like, 130. But I expect very good play from LVE going forward because he's still a freak athlete. And, frankly, he's still learning several things about being a linebacker. As I always do, I am wearing a Mizzen and Main shirt. Go get one for yourself, comfortable.af. That's the site. And you guys are not going to find a more comfortable shirt, dress or otherwise, than a Mizzen and Main one. I tend to sleep in these things. That's how comfortable they are. And they're, oh, by the way, they're made right here in America, absolutely perfect for America's team. Keep it rolling with some more Cowboys mailbag questions here on the Dallas Cowboys report presented by BetDSI. Kind of add these next two together from Ben M., Will the Cowboys sign anyone from the AAF once the season has wrapped up? And then from Shadow Snow, is there a possibility that the Cowboys pick up McKay, meaning Mikel McKay, from the San Antonio Commanders? To both of those, yes. You will see NFL teams sign multiple players from the AAF because for the most part, these are guys that would have been signed to futures deals. And the Cowboys have several former players in the AAF that make sense as signings. McKay did play for the Cowboys this year, this past year. He was a, a preseason guy that didn't make the roster. Same with Joel Lanning. Marquez White with a, was a sixth-round pick. Duke Thomas spent a year on IR with the Cowboys. Drez Anderson, a former Cowboys player as well. And then some of your older names that I think you guys might you know, know of more familiarly. Gavin Escobar, the second-round pick. Bust, Demontre Moore, talented but always in trouble. Sterling Moore, almost a veteran at this point. Trey Williams, who was on the Cowboys roster this year. And then Dustin Vaughn. Go back to him. You guys remember that guy? Former kid out of West Texas a I believe that's right. I'll have to double-check that one later. That's where he checks in. All right, folks, again, BetDSI, they sponsor today's show. A big thank you to them. Go reward the favorites. The show is not possible without them. Head over to chatsports.com slash bet. 
and his promo code COWBOYS120 for that 120% deposit bonus. You put down 50 bucks, they're going to give you 60 for free. You will not find a better betting deal out there than the, than the one with BetDSI. Hey, Cowboys fans. Thanks for watching the Cowboys Report. If you haven't already, click right here to subscribe to our channel for all the best Cowboys coverage on the Internet. That's news, rumors, highlights, mailbags, film studies, and a whole lot more. And I'm making your lives a little bit easier as well with the next Cowboys Report video right here.